Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Louise Crooks, your Keys to Clarity Coach on KTC Radio. Uh, it's the 1st of February already. Can you believe it? I can't believe that we've already gotten through January. Um, and here we are on the first day of February at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. And I'm really excited about the show. It's a new format we, we're trying tonight. And we have some guest panelists joining us for this very interesting um, uh, topic this evening. So I just want to um, introduce them to you. Um, but just a little information about tonight's show first. Tonight we, we're talking about uh, moving from overwhelm into ease and joy. Um, a lot of you will relate to feeling um, perhaps overwhelmed at some point in your business. If you're not feeling it now, you might you might feel it in the in the future. And so it's a really good idea to be prepared for that and also just to create a sense of ease and grace and flow in your business. Um, and being in a space of overwhelm can be a huge obstacle for, in moving forward in trying to accomplish and create the results we want. Often it shows up feeling like confusion or lack of clarity, um, you know, sort of a foggy path, not really knowing where you're going, feeling stuck, apathy, you know, feeling disengaged. There's so many ways to describe it, and um, the list goes on and on. So this happens a lot to solopreneurs or people who have small businesses, and um, particularly when they are doing, doing everything on their own or feel like they're doing everything on their own, and they, they feel isolated or, or can get isolated in their business and um, so this is um, a really great opportunity for us to discuss this really important topic so that we can move you from that space or prepare you for that um, in moving into a, a place of harmony and focus and clarity. I'm all about clarity as you know, <laughs> flow and joy and it'll, it's going to be a wonderful open discussion. We've got two um, Guests, and we might even have a third. Um, I'm excited to say, and they are Carrie Green, Dee Berman, and uh, possibly Warren Henningsen, who's been on the show before. Uh, Carrie Green and Dee Berman are experts in getting organized and creating systems, and they're coaches as well. So they're really going to have an insight into, um, you know, uh, sharing with you what's most important to kind of remove these obstacles to, to keep moving forward in your business. During the show, we'll get a chance to ha answer some questions and um, you know, uh, have a discussion around this. So I encourage you to call in later on in the show. I'll give you the heads up when we, when we start to take calls. And just take down this number so that you are ready to, take, uh, to call in when you have a question or want to join us. The number is 347-945- 6963. Again, that's 347-945-6963. So without further ado, I'd like to get started with the, um, the content of the show. And I'm, I want to first of all introduce our guests um, this evening who, um, just bear with me one second. I have our other guests on the line. I just want to bring them on. Hi, Warren. Hi, Louise. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's great to, to have you on the show, Warren. I wasn't quite sure if you were going to make it or not, but I'm so excited <laughs> that we have our third 
guest panelists with us tonight, and I'm just um, introducing everyone, Warren. So we might as well um, just start with you, and I'm going to ask you to um, introduce yourself, Warren. So if you could just let everyone know, you know, what you're about and, and um, uh, you know, a little bit of your background, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So sorry, sorry to butt in um, and uh, and jump the queue. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm a, um, I guess where do I start? Um, I mean, I could say I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a father of amazing uh, two amazing uh, children. I'm blessed with the the most incredible uh, life partner I could have ever dreamt of um, in my in Natalie Marion, who's my light and my sun and my moon. Um, I. Uh, that aside, I, um, I'm a, an international best-selling author of a, a new book called uh, If I Can, You Can, in, uh, Insights of an Average Man, uh, a, uh, an accredited master coach um, with the Australian New Zealand Institute of Coaching. I'm, my, uh, my accent's clearly not Southern American or, uh, or English or anything exotic. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm from sunny Melbourne uh, in Australia or in Victoria in Australia. And uh, look, I guess you know, what am I about? Um, I guess the passion or the the direction on on what we're actually all about. My company uh, is My Absolute Success Proprietary Limited. Um, you can find that at myabsolutesuccess.com. Um, look, I'm, we're, we're driven to just increase global populations uh, awareness, just to understand that life is not necessarily what you see in front of you or see before you. It's actually you know, it's this unfoldment of abundance and, and happiness and joy and fulfillment. In, in a nutshell, I guess that's me. We run a, a series of courses and, uh, and events and workshops and, um, yeah, we have a heck of a lot of fun and, and live life to the full. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Warren. I'm so glad that you're here. Just to let everyone know, Warren's a good <laughs> friend of mine. Um, we've uh, done a few things together, a few projects together and um, had the pleasure of having him on the show um, a couple of oh, It was my back. pleasure. Um, <laughs> thanks, Warren. <laughs> um, to talk about his wonderful book, and um, I really encourage you to read it. Where, where can they find that book, uh, Warren, if you could just remind me? Well, look, I mean, there's, uh, the, the easiest way was, or one of two would either be to go to either, either warrenhenningson.com or uh, myabsolutesuccess.com, um, or you can go more directly to the, uh, the, uh, the book page, which is ificanyoucanbook.com. So that's ificanyoucan. Um, and, uh, yeah, and you can just sort of follow the link through to Amazon, and they're generous enough to actually deliver it straight to your door. How nice is that? <laughs> well, um, and and I really enjoyed Warren's book, and um, it really is a, a you know a, a revelation of his journey and, and and how he came to his own successes. And and I know Warren that you use a lot of um, you know the law of attraction plays a big part in in um, you know what you've experienced. And so it'd be interesting to maybe apply some of that as well, you know, to what we're talking about today. Absolutely. So before I, we get into that, I'd like to introduce our two other guests before we get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm, the next person I want, the uh, guest I want to introduce is Dee Berman. And um, her uh, uh, business is called Organize Your Space, and you can go to organizeyourspace.com to find her. Dee had an idea for a business while she was on her second maternity leave as a paralegal. She realized attorneys were wasting at least 10% of their day searching for documents and files. And at the time, she calculated that a medium-sized law firm was losing 150000 in billable time due to a lack of a good system. Ooh, we don't want to be losing money when we're, when we're um, you know, getting in our own way. So 
So in the three decades since starting a business, she has developed easy-to-use systems that give her clients freedom and clarity, as well as ensuring a life in balance. That's great and so important. Um, she also um, has developed, you know, she talks about the system, uh, the systems, and she's developed a system called RAFT, R-A-F-T is an acronym, and she's going to talk a little bit more about that um, as we get into the show. Um, and she also has an assessment that helps to um, figure out, you know, what it is that um, isn't going right in your business and in your environment and how you can support yourself. So that she can talk about that a little bit more in detail um, shortly. So I just want to welcome um, Dee. Hi, Dee. Thank you, Louise. It's a pleasure to be here with you and your, um, your audience, as well as the other people that I'm sharing the time with. And I love what I do. Somebody asked me once, what is it that you love about what you're doing? And my answer was simple. It's transformation. You can see the transformation, you can feel the transformation, and you can experience the transformation. And you do have a sense of freedom and power when you go through a process where you have a lot of clutter and a lot of disorganization, lack of systems or lack of effective systems, and then be able to function on a much higher level with ease and clarity. And that's what I like. I like going from one part of that to the other part of that and having systems that are easy to maintain so that there's no reversion. A lot of times it's more of a cleanup, and then if people don't have good supportive underlying systems, uh, it will revert back. And then they say, well, what did I spend all that time and money on? It looks the same way that it did a few months ago. So, you know, there's a, there's a whole program that we put into place, so it's not only clearing things up and setting up systems, but it's also maintaining the system so you don't need to go through mm. the arduous process again. That's wonderful, Diana. I'm excited to have you here to talk about um, systems and, and um, you know, how we can process information. I think that's a really key um, element to our daily lives in business, and um, so I'm excited to get into that with you. Let's just um, welcome our other um, esteemed guest. That's Carrie Green. Carrie, welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure oh, to be here with you. It's wonderful to have you here. A fellow, a fellow New Jerseyite. <laughs> yes, that's us <laughs> here on the East Coast. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, let me just tell um, our, our listeners a little bit about Carrie. So Carrie's website, you can find her on carriethrough.com. And uh, Carrie is a coach, professional organizer, and decluttering expert. Uh, she spent 15 years on Wall Street honing her business and organizational skills at a broke, ma major brokerage firm and the New York Stock Exchange. And in 2002, Carrie became convinced that there had to be more to life than commuting to Wall Street and working for the firms that have since proven themselves to be without heart. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. <laughs> <Carrie>. <laughs> to share her unique perspectives and talents, Carrie established Carrie through coaching and organizing services. She gets that clutter that is not just about your stuff, but also about the type of life you want to lead. Um, her powerful techniques have helped thousands of people calm the overwhelm so that they can escape their clutter and gain control over their time, space, and things. Carrie is passionate about helping individuals see beyond their clutter and discover what is truly important to them. So again, you can go to Carrie through, and through is spelled T-H-R-U dot com. Um, to sign up for her four 
her free e-course. It's a four-step program to getting organized, calm the overwhelm, create the space, and reclaim your freedom. So feel free to, to visit her her um, site. And I know it's not all that uh, she and the others have to offer tonight, so um, hold on to your seats and, and let's see what comes up later on in the show. So we're going to get into a little bit more about the content of what, what we're here to discuss. And um, a little later on in the show, we'll have the opportunity to take some questions and really get into the nitty-gritty that some people are going to need help with um, and apply it to their own lives right now. So, <coughs> excuse me, um, let's, let's get started. So, um, Dee, I think you, you were kind of getting started with the, um, the idea of using systems um, and how, how does that get us out of overwhelm? So if you can just go into a little bit of detail around that, that would be helpful. Okay, well, you know, there's a little, there's a little saying in organizing circles that say that question, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer mm. is one spoonful at a time. So when you're looking at a large project, and a lot of people are looking at very large projects that have built up over months or years, you have to break it down. And so one of the things that I have designed is that there's only four choices of what you can do with paper. Or if it's a large project of decluttering, uh, how we can break it down. Are we going to break it down by room? How are we going to tackle the project? How are we going to design the project? And once you determine the design and the system, then it's easier. Most people can't get to the first step in designing it. They just look at it. They go on overwhelm. They don't know how to design a system or they're just too overwhelmed to think about designing a system. So they just kind of freeze. There's a, I use this slang, uh, not slang, but a, a saying called paper paralysis. A lot of people are looking at all this paper and they just can't think beyond that. Then they set up systems that don't work for them and then they're further lost in attempting to find documents and papers in outdated or poorly functioning filing systems. This can go for electronic records as well. So that's where my site system comes into into place. I do a full evaluation of everything that's going on. It can be just the office space. It might be an entire household. And then we prioritize where, where the really um, most important areas are to tackle. And then we create a system and design that. And then one step at a time, we work towards that. Mm. That sounds great. I think just having that evaluation can be really helpful for people to get clear to see what it is that they need to or really want to do um, to create that uh, that space and the environment we want to we, we want to create and and to be able to access all the information we want to um, absolutely access. Mm -hmm. absolutely. So so, so if I if I oh, sorry I was just going to find Sorry, so Dee, if I thank you, um, Dee, if I book you a flight to Melbourne. Can I just unleash you on my office in my home? I would, I would love it. I would love to come to Melbourne. And I, and here's the thing. And I learned this a while back because I think when I was in school, I was so afraid of being wrong that I didn't ask questions. And what I learned uh, taking neurolinguistics, I don't know if you're familiar with that, Louise, but uh, what I yeah. learned was you have to make it fun. And that's what I do. I make it fun and enjoyable because otherwise – 
people are going to be inhibited. They're, you know, I consider it a sacred space so that they can tell me whatever their fears are. In fact, I had one client that hyperventilated on me, and I thought, oh, my goodness. Uh. I never really thought of myself as being particularly good with first aid, but um, we got through that. She, I, we just took a few moments. I said, okay, I'm going to do some slow cleansing breaths, and she was fine after that. But mm. I, you have I to. I imagine it, it must be a big, a big step for a lot of people who are who are. It's, examining it's huge. It's huge. And a, lot, of stuff. a lot of times, it's a lifetime of of unlearning certain things. Now, my my premise is, and by the way, is is my plane ticket uh, being reserved to Melbourne because I'd love to do that. <laughs> we get oh, I'm, I'm on. <laughs> I'm, I'm online now. Yeah. I'm <laughs> but I can I can also do it by phone. I have international clients. So, um, I mean, I you, have, you have to go because I would have thought that maybe you needed to be in situ to be able to um, to do what you do. No, not at all. In fact, um, I have clients in um, Canada and South America. I haven't broken into Europe yet, and maybe my next step is Australia. <laughs> but, you do have to negotiate uh, well, with my wife. I might here as well. Um, the <laughs> 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 New Jersey's on the way, isn't it? Pardon me. <laughs> I said New Jersey's on the way, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I could circle around <laughs> the other way, right? Well, I've been covered in New Jersey. Well, Warren, you, you and I are all about the fun, aren't we? So, so we want to make sure yeah, that everything we do is, is going to be pleasurable. There's no, there's no shortage of fun in my world, I can tell you. So, like, you guys are, you guys are certainly on the right train, I reckon. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, Carrie, let's bring you into the conversation. Yes. Um, we, we, we touched on. Um, environment and um you know how that can really create a sense of overwhelm i know you you're one of your big um uh sort of focuses is is around um cluttering or decluttering so can you jump in and just tell us a little bit more about what it means when we actually are for you know when we have um a big clutter problem what what why is clutter such a big problem? I think that you can give us some clarity around that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it was very interesting listening to you, Dee, as you were talking about <clears throat> excuse me, how you go about and start working with your clients. And I've got clients all over the world also. I'm very, very rarely with my clients physically. And what I find is that when you're talking about clutter, here's what it does to you. On the surface, you mentioned, Dee, earlier how much money it costs the law firm. But an individual worker sitting in an office spends 400 hours a year looking through piles of papers for something they need. Now, that's an Mm. hour a day or more than an hour a day. 400 hours a year is 10 weeks of vacation time or not. So it's an absolutely huge amount of time. And when I'm speaking to my clients, they usually say to me, well, if I was only spending an hour a day looking for something I needed, I'd be lucky. So there's costs associated with that, obviously, this time. Um, for us solo entrepreneur-type people, imagine spending those 400 hours a year working for clients. Think about the billable hours you would gain. So there's huge, huge costs associated with it. There's also your self-esteem. I've worked with clients, and they say to me that one of the, re- one of the things that prompted her to call me was that she overheard her friends. They were going out for dinner. They were supposed to meet at 7 o'clock, and she overheard her friend saying, let's tell her to be there at 6.30. She's never on time. 
So what does that do your self-esteem? What happens when you lose your documents, you lose important contacts, you lose contracts, all this stuff you know, in your emails, on your desk, wherever, you just destroy your self-esteem. You pay costs associated with late bills and uh, storage costs and everything else. I've got a client who moved to get a bigger house so that she'd have more room. So this yeah, huge, more room huge to cost. Fill the Absolutely. But, you know, it's even more subtle than that. I know that even for me, I'm fairly organized, and there will be times when I'll walk into my office and I just feel this weight around me, this weight of things like, oh, yeah, I can't even think in here anymore. And I go through, and, again, I'm pretty organized, and I'll fill up three, four bags of stuff to get out, and all of a sudden I could breathe again. Mm-hmm. One day I had a pile of stuff on my own desk, and it was three, four inches high, and it was going from the right side to the left side, right side, left side, for months. And I finally said to myself, you know, it's time to deal with this pile. And, again, as an entrepreneur, this thing had really good stuff in here. There were articles to read, articles to write, classes to take, classes to create, tips for my clients, all this kind of stuff. And I took a really deep breath, and I started going through it exactly the way I would have my clients going through it. Because one of the things I really believe is that we don't put away our clutter. It's great to create a system as long as the system that we create only has in it the things that serve us. So I was going through this pile of paper and really getting down to the nitty-gritty. And of this three, four inches worth of paper, I saved three sheets. Two of them, I actually just did it, and that was the end of it. And let me just tell you, as I'm holding this three, four-inch pile of paper that I'm about to throw out, talk about hyperventilating, my heart's beating a million miles a minute, I'm sweating, I'm, you know, it was terrible, my hands are shaking. I threw it out, and what was amazing is the one piece of paper that I really saved became one of my most popular programs because I rescued it from the clutter. Everything else was just covering it up, and had I not gone through it and decluttered, I never would have created a product I have clutter be gone. So it's, it's decluttering that allows us to find ourselves, find what it is we want. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I would, that's a really important piece, isn't it? Yeah. I, w- I would add to that, Louise, um, that mm. discernment is a really important word um, that, I, that I talk about with my clients, and I think that's the process that... Uh, Carrie, Carrie, do I have your name right? Yes, Carrie. That, that Carrie went through because the more you do this, and it is a habit to cultivate, and the more you do this, what I notice with myself and with my clients is, A, you get a much higher level of discernment, and B, you get to be more decisive. A lot of times the clutter piles up because people are just indecisive. They're indecisive because... They don't have a system. So once you clear these things up, and and I, by the way, get into their brains to see how they function, what words are triggered, what we need to set up in a filing system. If I set up a filing system that makes sense to me, it might not make sense to them, and it could even be a bigger problem because then they can't find what they filed away. So I get into their brain and I customize it according to the way they think and process, but they become more decisive. And more discerning. I'm sure that it's not a one-size-fits-all. Right. But but that's so powerful when you can look at something and decide, okay, you know what? I don't need it. 
I'm letting it go. I say if people can manage and process their mail on a daily basis, they're way ahead of the curve. If they can just do that one thing. I think I think for me it's more it's, it's I mean in agreement with what you're saying is that there's an old saying that it's a, a cluttered or a you know a cluttered space or a chaotic space creates a chaotic or, crea- or cluttered mind, yeah. um, and I know that uh, I know that with myself I've sort of it was kind of my New Year's resolution last year as in 08 to 09 which I've really taken on board this year which was if I don't action it immediately I'm going to discard it. And Louise, you know this you know, directly with yourself. There's been things where you've sent me an email and I kind of went, cool, I'll get back to that and kind of sent emails out to everyone going, please, if you emailed me in the last week, email me again if it was important. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I kind of realized that what I ended up having, I had an inbox with, I think, about 8,500 emails in it. Oh, well, um, yeah. mine's coming and, um, up to about 5,000 at the moment. <laughs> and um, so yeah. I kind of, I, I literally, well, I locked myself away. It was kind of funny because I, I, I went offline, locked myself away and actually went through these emails so no more could come in. So I went offline for like a weekend and I think I gained some more grey hair. I, I've got that Clooney look going on now, yeah? With the, okay? so, so for all the guys out there, I recommend doing this because you get this cool George Clooney haircut going. But, um, uh, you know, I, um, I went through all this and actually, you know, you, you, I tell you girls, you go through and you go through 8,000 emails in a weekend and I promise you, you're, you're hoping it's just your hair that goes grey. Yeah, um, um, but what I found was that it was just so cleansing. You know, like, and yeah. uh, as a as an entrepreneur type, you know, I use the word type so I don't get stereotyped. Uh, but um, it's you know, as an entrepreneur type, it's finding that time to actually go, okay, I'm going to do this now. So now it's all about immediate action, and I think that's what Carrie was just briefly saying when she was saying, exactly. sort of, you know, it's about what can you do right now, you know, to make a true yeah. difference, or what can you yeah. do now for freedom or peace. And, you yeah, know, it's interesting that true. pile of paper I threw out. I have no idea what I threw out. There could have been a million-dollar program in there that I could have created, and I don't know that, but it's okay because I did create something out of it. I did use it, and if and when that million-dollar program comes back, I'll do it then. It wasn't in the cards for me at the time, and that's okay. So, Carrie, I should resend that check then. That's an interesting observation um, because, you know, I think this is one of my things is I have this obsession to – sort of keep um, information that, that gets sent to me by email, articles and PDFs and all sorts, thinking that one, it's like, you know, keeping things in your house, you know, it's that mm-hmm. one day I'm going to need this and and the thing is that there's a good chance you're actually never going to look at that again. Yeah, I'll have my clients ask themselves a question, especially with like reading material. You've got, you know, all these magazines piled up or all the emails piled up with all the articles and stuff. Am I going to read this article instead of something else? Mm. So, yeah, you're looking at two articles. Are you going to pick this one to read? And if the answer is no, get rid of it. Yeah. Just let it go. But well, also to just acknowledge that information is so readily available to us now that we, whenever oh, we're yeah. going to need it, that we will, we will have it available to us. It's not that um, it's not going to be there. Or something else will be. Yeah. And that it's that it's right in the moment as well. If we can, mm-hmm. if we can have a sense of trust around that. Yeah. Well, you know, we're I'm talking about right now. <laughs> we're, we're talking about uh, benefits of this, and, and it brings to mind a client I worked with about four years ago. Um, I flew up to the northwest in the Portland, um, Oregon area, a couple of times, and I worked with him the rest of the time uh, via our telecoaching. 
and he was a, a scientific researcher. He had accumulated about 25 years worth of all kinds of articles and research and binders, and he had a medium-sized office, but it was just filled with clutter. And we worked together. He got rid of, I think, about almost 100 binders and 20, 26 to 30 boxes of material. And after wow. three months, he called me, and he told me that his colleagues told him he looked 10 years younger. <laughs> How's that for a That's benefit? also an interesting one, Carrie, because I, you know, I believe that um, you know, the, everything is energy, and when we have clutter in our lives and, or, or we have piles of things they create these sort of black holes and um you know to to release that is about um allowing new and fresh energy flowing into that space it creates the the openness and the flow and the creativity for us to move into new and wonderful things um, exactly so from an energetic standpoint it can really hold us back you know when we have clutter like that one of my clients recently said to me i've been working with her for a while she decluttered her apartment, she was getting to work on time, all these things were going great. And then she said to me, Carrie, you know that guy I've kind of been dating casually for the last couple of months? I said, yeah. And she said, well, I've decided that it's time to take this relationship to the next level. I think I may want to marry him. Like, uh-huh. I now have space in my life to do that. And then, uh-huh. P.S., she said to me two months later, Carrie, guess what? He was clutter. I let him go. But she wow. had, yeah, she had the space in her life, one to explore it, to recognize what is this relationship? Is it something I want to take further? And then she had the space in her life to stand back and say, "This isn't what I want." And talk about being discerning. She made a decision, yeah, and it was right. all because. She was getting to work on time. Her, she could walk around her apartment freely. There weren't piles. You know, that's the surface stuff, but that's yeah. not what it's all about. So, wow. Carrie, it's also about understanding what it's not just about um, paper, but it's about everything in our lives that, that might be holding us back or is not authentically connected to who we are. Exactly. And you know, that's exactly mm-hmm. why when I work with my clients, the very, very, very first thing we talk about it's why we're bothering to do this. What's in it for you? Because walking into a nice, neat, clean house, that might be important to some people. It might not be important to everybody, but what will this nice, neat, neat, clean house do for you? What are you going to be able to do? What will you do for yourself, for your family, for your children, for your colleagues, for your friends, for whoever? Why are you doing this? What do you want out of it? Yeah. And, some, you know, and it's interesting because you also then get a sense of who you're doing it for as well. Exactly. And it, it really kind of reveals that often what we're doing is um, we're, we're trying to live up to other people's expectations and it's not necessary for us. And yeah. once we can let that go and, and really be truly um, uh, sort of truthful with ourselves and, and honest with ourselves, that we can, we can focus on what truly matters. Yeah, and that's what helps you make the decisions. Because now you can tap into why you're doing it. Yeah. And folks out there, just to let you know that, you know, when a way to identify when you're doing that is to say to yourself, am I using the word should a lot? Mm-hmm. Um, when you're <laughs> don't, on don't should on yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't should on yourself. <laughs> you know, then you get to, to look at that and say, okay, 
um, why am I, why, am, why should I be doing this? You know, what do I really want from this? And what, what is the should? And who, who is saying that I should do this? Um, yeah. And then you get to really get an understanding of why you're doing what you're doing, or you know, is it really about um, you, or is it about someone else? Mm-hmm. So. Can I also, Louise? Can I also? In- so I was just going to interject and say, understand that, like, or I'd invite everyone to understand that the word decision comes from the same place as the word incision. Um, If you consider that an incision is to actually cut into something, and a decision is to cut off from all other possibility, so when you make a decision, it's absolute. It's not something that's kind of otherwise. Well, otherwise, it's just an opinion. Uh, um, so quit passing opinion on things and actually start making some decisions and when you make decisions it becomes a habit you know, making decisions so if you're looking at uncluttering your space uncluttering your mind uncluttering your, you know, your relationships whatever it may be it becomes a decision Don't, you know, sitting in a relationship where you're going oh, I probably should leave but you know, I'll wait for the right time you know, or I don't want to hurt him or I don't want to hurt her um, the fact is, is that pain's exacerbated the longer you sit on the fence and pass opinions. You know, make a decision yeah, and do what you have you to do. Yeah, and for your partner. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really great... Uh, well, so, a sometimes great, that prevents um, one from win. having a partner. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and stops you from being happy. Mm-hmm. You're sticking with something that isn't working. Right. Yeah, that's and a really know, great the, observation. The decisions that you were just saying, Warren, become harder and harder to make as time goes on. I ran a boot camp this weekend, and one of the women who participated in it said, wow, I wish I had done this months ago. I've been sitting here looking at these piles with such dread and such fear, and it really wasn't that hard. Mm. you You kind of build it up inside of you, and you make it so much worse than it really is. And, yeah, you have to do it. But you can yeah. just do it, and you have to get out of your own way. It really is. So tell them, Carrie, how they can get out of their own way. How do you get out of the, your own way? A huge piece of it is understanding why you want to do it, a huge mm. piece of it. And when you understand why you want to do it, that motivation, it helps. It, it doesn't get the job done, but at least you could keep that going through your mind. You could play that record in your mind again, that recording in your mind going again and again instead of I can't do it. But at least you understand mm. why. And yeah. as you were saying, Dee, you got to break it up. There's no way you're going to do this all in one sitting. And right. one of the things, one of, another client of mine who was in the boot camp program this weekend, what she was left to do after the program, she had a lot of bills that had to be handled, paperwork too, that was very current and had to be done. And I said to her, you know, we need to put a plan in place in order to do it. And I said, how many bills do you think you have? They said, I have no idea what I've got to go through here, but there's a whole bunch. And I said to her, can you do two, three, five a day? You know, whatever the number is, ten a day, two a day, it doesn't matter. But pick a small number that you can do every day where it's manageable, where you're not going to walk away and say, God, I never, I got through today, but I never, ever want to do that again. But instead say, okay, maybe not the most fun I've had all week, but not too bad. I could go do that again. And, you know, the rule is if you're going to do five a day, if one of them takes you a minute, cool, you're done. That's one down. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. Well, that, the thing as well they carry is that um, to do that means that you start to move through it, whereas um, 
you know, often I think what stops us is when we when we leave it for so long. There's such a big power; it just seems so overwhelming to mm-hmm. even get started, and you know, to be able to, um, as Dee said, you know, put it into sort of bite-sized chunks. If you're eating yeah. an elephant, <laughs> yeah. But the but the thing is, the <laughs> obstacle is that you actually really prevent yourself from even getting started, and so you know, if you can create that system or that strategy that you're describing, it can really help you move into action and make it feel really doable and easy. Yeah, you you have to believe you can. And mm. Absolutely. It means you have to start small. And mm. yeah. believing you can, that you can helps under, by understanding your motivation and getting a couple of little successes under your belt, and then you could start building into bigger successes. And you really recognize yeah, recognize well, one last thing, that if you were to organize 10 minutes a day, for the course of the week, you've put in over an hour. Yeah. So it really does add up. Yeah. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. do you want to say something Absolutely. else? Um, I just want to check in with you as well, Carrie. You know, what are, you, what are your thoughts around managing um, our email and, and things like that? Have you got any recommendations there? My thoughts yeah, let me grab a pen. Okay, for the people with the 8,000 in their inbox, um, <laughs> you won't point out any names, right? <laughs> but what I like to do is truly handle them as quickly as possible. And if you're getting 8,000 in your inbox, chances are pretty good you're never, ever, ever going to read most of them. I would suggest mm-hmm. unsubscribing to as many things as you can. And... Kind of like what I did when I threw out that pile. Know that you're throwing out good stuff, but knowing mm. that the important stuff is going to come to you that you need. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I find also that if I if I've got a huge pile of emails, like you know, a couple of thousand emails in my box, I go to the beginning of the email, so you know, like the the oldest, and you often find that those are the ones you just turf out really easily. So yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the the more recent ones you want to sort of hang on to a bit longer, but it's a great way to get started where you feel like you're turfing a lot of them and you're in a flow. Yeah, I, I think I think I'd like to add in there as well is that um I had uh, I had the pleasure of having Judy Morganstern um who's a really well-known um organizational coach um on the show last year and she also talked about something very simple which is don't check your email in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um because we can really get sucked into a black hole of, um, <laughs> you know, going through our emails, particularly when we're really busy and we've got a lot of emails coming through. That it really mm. just, and I know that this is happening for me at the moment as well, is that my email is actually really cluttering my mind um, just because I have so many. And what I'm trying to do is deal with them all the time during during the whole day. And it really... Um, distracts me from focusing on specific projects and and things that I really should be working on, and um, or that I want to be working on, and 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 just kind of I just get into this um, fog, um, you know, because great word, yeah, totally, um, and and feeling really unclear about what I'm doing for that day when I when I allow that to happen. So something to think about is to um, postpone looking at your, or, or create slots in your day where you allow yourself to go through emails and, and then once that time slot is finished, then then move on to the next thing. Yeah, and and when, someone when... else also said something to me as well, which really helped me with um, 
less distraction. Because I think this is also part of overwhelm is, is that dis- is distraction. Mm-hmm. You know, distraction is overwhelming. So and so many things can distract us. Um, but um, to take off your email alerts. Um, oh yeah. You know, a lot of us will have a boom come through. Mm-hmm. You know, when 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 your email comes through or on your cell phone even, you know, when you have an email come through or a voicemail, all these alerts stop us from moving forward in a, in a feel of flow, you know, to, to um, you know, create results in our business and in our lives. So you know, one those are just thing, a few tips that I want to, to put out absolutely. there. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing to think about is that if you're sitting there working on something or you've walked into your office and you have in your mind what you want to get done today or whatever it is, and you go check your email, you answer the phone, and you do all those things, really the email that you get and phone calls and you know, the doorbell ringing or whatever is other people's priorities that you're mm. giving the world permission to invade on you. you know, you're saying yeah. by answering an email, your priority is more important than mine. That's very true. And I well. feel like that about um, um, phone calls actually carry, so I never answer the phone unless it suits me. And then I will call them back when I'm ready to. Um, Mm -hmm. That might irk some people, but I think in your business that's important because you want to set the time aside to be having conversations with people, time aside to be working on your projects, time aside to be working on your email, all of those kind of things. So definitely. Um, I think for me, one of... Sorry, Louise, Sorry, again, I, I'm, I'm, it's, this, it's this whole time delay thing. Um, uh, I've, uh, one of the things I've found is uh, I hate to quote a, uh, a line out of a, out of a movie, but Will Smith in, uh, in Men in Black, would you believe? Um, <laughs> and this became, yeah, this became a, uh, it's become a little bit of a mantra for, uh, for our business now. And the line is actually, if you don't, you know, uh, there won't be nothing if you don't start nothing. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and that was, now, now he was, now obviously he was talking about killing angels, uh, aliens and stuff, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not, I'm not advising everyone go out and kill aliens, but what I am suggesting is, is that there won't be nothing if you don't start nothing. If you don't start mm-hmm. cleaning up your stuff, if you don't start getting through these emails, if you don't start just wiping them all out and starting from scratch, if you don't start nothing, there won't be nothing. Yeah, yeah, so uh, actually, you know, if you want something to be a certain way, you've got to start something. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, Louise, one of, the th- one of the things that I work with, and, and I think we've all touched upon it, is the inner mind talk and what mm. kind of game or dialogue you've got going with. I, I have one client that calls it the committee. Uh, some people call it chattering. <laughs> some people call it chattering monkeys. Uh, but whatever, uh, a lot of people aren't even aware that this is a mechanism that the, that we all have. All six billion of us on this planet, we all have this. And if we don't step back and manage it and really notice it, um, we're going to be doomed to be sucked into it and not be able to change our our patterns and our habits. Uh, once we start really listening and being aware of this little voice, um, you know, we can manage it and become more effective. And it's something that I practice myself when I'm coaching people. I'm listening to my own coaching, reminding myself of this little voice. In fact, I think, oh, gee, Blair Singer wrote a book called That Little Voice. Mm. And this yeah, to me, this voice to management me, is called. Right, and this to me is the core part of whatever people want to do to affect change is to really listen at what this little voice is telling them, and they'll either be sucked into it or they'll manage it. Now, 
I recommend that they play with it a little bit. Okay, you guys or you, whatever you want to call them, you know, you're 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 important, but right now go take a coffee break, go take a hike cuz this is what I need to do. You know, yeah. somebody to start a decluttering project might be sabotaged by the little voice saying, "You know what? This has been accumulating for 10 years. Who do you think that you are that you can start having a system or decluttering it?" So you have to really yeah. pay attention to that and manage that and i think that's really a crucial part of this whole topic that we're that we're discussing Definitely. right now absolutely so we talk over here we actually train we train a lot of our we train a lot of our clients in a, in a program called sumi uh, which is actually s u m e for sumi and it's just shut up me <laughs> You know, people, you can I have think people. a lot of business owners would probably say yes to that, Dee. 
Well, they would, you know, <laughs> because I think there are a lot of people out there who just don't have those systems in place and don't have the accounting Absolutely. systems in place and the and and the filing systems and all of those things. Even from an email mm. filing perspective, I mean, I know that I could probably have need you know get some help on even how to file my emails in a way that serves me. <laughs> and you know something, Louise, this is Carrie. It's it's yes. a process and it changes over time. And mm. I created it when I first started my business, I don't know, seven years ago or something now. Um, yeah. I had one system that worked perfectly for my email. And then mm. one day I'm looking, I'm like, oh, my God, I've got 97,000 folders and this, and I, what am I doing here? And uh-huh. it evolved over time to be something new. And it's giving yourself yeah. permission, again, getting out of your own way, getting out of, you know, it's a whole mindset piece again. But to get out of your own way and to say what I was doing didn't work, it doesn't work for me anymore. I've changed. Maybe I've grown. Maybe I've shifted to another idea. Maybe I've stopped quilting and now I do watercolors. And it's okay to let the quilting go, or you know whatever is happening in your life. And well, you know what else as well, Carrie, is that you know, and this is something that's happened to me in my business. I think a lot of business owners will will relate to this. Is that Also, you get to a certain point in your business where you have to admit to yourself that you can no longer rely on your own knowledge because you only have a certain amount of knowledge to do certain things. And then you have to start outsourcing and getting people in who are really going to help you move forward and, um, you know, get the information that you need to to build your business in the different areas. You know, often we start wearing all the hats in our business and... Mm -hmm. It really often doesn't work. Um, yep. It can for a short time, but at, in the end, if you want things to 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 move forward and to create the results you're looking for, you really do have to bring in people then who actually know what they're doing and love what they're doing, so that you can focus on what you Absolutely. love doing and and not get stopped by all these things that are holding you back. And I know for myself that uh, for the mo- at the moment it's about automating my my systems. Um, on online, um, you know, and to know that I've done as much as I can up to a point, and then to say, okay, I really actually need an expert in this area who can help me because I can't, I can't do it on my own. I don't have the knowledge. And that's well, Louise, can I? Sorry, I was just going to say, guys, can I? And, and this is actually to, to really champion you guys on this one because one thing I've found is there's an old saying, certainly we use it in Australia a lot, which is, um, you know, if you think if you think a, uh, an expert's going to cost you a lot of money, look at what the look at what the amateur charges, you know, look at what the amateur costs. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that we're all, I mean, every individual listening to this call, every individual on the planet is an expert in some field. You know, at the very least, they're an expert at being themselves. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm confident in suggesting I'm the greatest Warren Henningson that's ever walked, walked the planet. Oh, I'm so I've got such big chips on my shoulders. I'm an Aussie. I'm allowed to be. Um, you know, and, um, yeah, but then you know, and, and each individual listening to this is actually the best at being themselves. But what your skill, you know, like if you don't have a skill or a talent or an ability to be an expert in decluttering, you know, um, pay an expert. You know, because as an amateur, it's costing you an absolute fortune. You know, so find someone out there that can do the things that you want to do and learn from them and have them hold your hand and guide you. The real, the real experts are the ones that are able to transfer that knowledge. And the more, and the more successful you are in your business, the more you start to earn the income that it is that you're, you're going for, 
then you can start to pay more for those services. But at least there's always going to be a range that people are charging for their services. Just find the range that works for you or trade if you need to at the very beginning so that you can get started with those things. And then as you move forward in your business, you can start to outsource those and, and, and pay a little bit more for more expertise. And, and so it goes on. So there is always a starting point. And I think that's something that people um, often get stuck with, not, not quite knowing you know, if there is someone out there who can help them. And, and the other piece to that as well is about letting go. Um, and I think, uh, Carrie, you were going to talk a little bit more about that. But, you know, to really uh, get to a place, particularly in business, uh, where we're all, when we're wearing all the hats, is, um, you know, to be able to, at, that, at some point, say, I need to let go of these pieces and trust that the person who's going to come and do it is going to do a good job. Yeah. Um, that, I, that I'm not the only one that can do this. Um, I think that's a really important part yeah. too. It gets really scary because this yeah. is your baby. And yeah. you know, I've, I've got three kids. My kids are 15, 13, and 13. I have twins. And it's like oh. the first time you leave the babies with the babysitter. It's yeah. the first time uh, my, mother, uh, my mother told me that what freaked her out most when we were kids was the first time we came home knowing a song that she didn't teach us. So, you know, your business is very much like that. And you're really trusting this baby that you've created, that you've, you've conceived every little bit of it, and you're trusting it to somebody else. And you're trusting other people to help you make decisions and to realize that you don't have every answer. And it's a scary step to take. But at the same time, once you do it, it kind of becomes addictive. And, you know, my daughter's 15 now, and now there are families that reserve her every Saturday night because it's addictive. <laughs> you know, so you trust to give it away a little bit more and a little bit more, and it's, it's something that you need to do so that you can grow, so that your business can grow, so that mm. you trust an expert to help you declutter, you trust an expert to help you market, you trust an expert to do whatever they're going to be doing with you. But it yeah. enables you to live your life and grow your business, grow your dream, grow whatever it is you're growing because you've trusted other people, brought in other people and brought in that support. Definitely. It reminds me of a metaphor, um, Carrie, that uh, I heard a while back about, you know, when you have a baby, that it's when the baby's in the womb that that's the only time that they're truly all yours. Mm -hmm. And then it's a process, their whole lives is a process of you letting go. Yep. And I and I really um, believe that, I think, in terms of the business as well, um, you know, that it is a process. And, and, and as you said, it is your baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, ha- it's that uh, learning to let go and to trust that there are people out there who are going to treat your baby with, with kid gloves and um, do what, what's best for your baby as well so that um, it can grow into this amazing adult that um, can function out in the world and yeah. and be an amazing business or whatever that baby is, um, you know, to, to allow it to grow fully into its being. And it helps, you know, going back to what I was saying before, to really know what you want out of it. Because if you don't want your baby to go off on its own, that's okay. Yeah. As long as you know that and do what it is you need to do 
to support it the way you want it to be supported. So to understand why you're doing it, why bother? Why are you decluttering it? What's in it for you? And it all kind of ties right back together with that. And sometimes it's actually almost our duty to get out of our own way with this because you know, what you know, particularly with the um, the people that I I tend to um, uh, talk to and and work with, these people are health and well-being professionals who affect other people's lives, and if they're getting in their own way and growing their business, they're actually stopping themselves from helping others. Yep. And so it's their duty to actually get out of their own way. Mhm. Very much. Yeah. So, Dee, I want to give you a chance just to talk about your um, your system that you created. Um, before we move on to another area, I, I'm going to go to Warren after this, and we're going to talk about strategizing and goals, and you know how that can be helpful in creating a clear path without being an overwhelm. So, if you just want to um, go into that, dive into that, um, Dee, that would well, be great. Actually, diving in is a good way of um, of formatting it because. What I say is if you're drowning in a sea of paperwork and information, get your raft. And my system is that you only have four choices of what to do with paper and information, and only four. And I challenge my clients to see if there's anything outside of that, and nobody has come up with anything as yet. So when I say get your raft, I paint them a picture of a raft and getting into the raft because the raft is an acronym for the only four choices you have, and that includes electronic information. So that's reading, action, filing, trash, and that's it. Now, it takes a little bit to implement the system, like there is um, probably about a half an hour to an hour of instruction around the action stack and how to prioritize, etc. But certainly trash is easy. Reading gets calendared, so you're not just stacking up a pile of reading. It, it's woven into your calendar system. And if the pile is growing, it means either you're not allocating enough time to read what you have and or you need to eliminate some of the subscriptions or books that you're buying. Yeah. And the same thing with filing. If you have somebody you can delegate the filing to, great. And if you don't, then you enter that on your calendar and you periodically file. I do it about once a week or once every two weeks. So it's the RAF system. It is so easy. I have installed it from attorneys to zoologists. It is, and I've had people, I've had people that have had boxes of paper that we have been able to use the RAF system on, and in 15 to 20 minutes, the box was cleared out. Now, did they have everything done that they needed to do? No, but they knew what they had to read, they knew what they had to file, and they knew what they had to act on. So it's it's just see you you just learn the system, just like that. Yeah, it sounds like a like a great system, Dee, and, and I'm sure that uh, there are a lot of people out there who would really find that very valuable to know how to set that up. So um, so certainly um, that's something to to ask Dee if you decide that you'd like to um, uh, explore that further. Anyone who's listening, um, and we'll go through all the e the the website addresses and contact information at the end of the show so you'll you'll know how to get hold of each of the the guests and their particular um talents. So thanks Dee, that's great. That's a, a wonderful system. It sounds really um uh, um 
simplistic in a sense, but I know that it, you know, it's all about implementation and really having an understanding of how, how you can support yourself in, in, in doing those things. So that so sounds wonderful. So Warren, let's, let's get into, um, you know, I think another piece of the pie that helps us from getting out of overwhelm, and I, and I, and I think that you've got some great insights into, you know, an aspect that um, a lot of people focus on but don't always do it in a way that's supportive to them. I'm wondering if we have lost Warren. Warren, are you there? Yes, we have lost Warren. That's oh, no. unfortunate. <laughs> Hopefully he'll call back in. <laughs> well, I can cover a little bit of what he was going to talk about, which is really about, um, you know, and this is very much about what I, I am very, um, you know, focused on as well as my clients, is about creating a vision for where you're going. It's really about understanding what you're going for and then how you're going to get there. And so it's about creating that clear path of, uh, of um, steps and, and a strategy of what you're going to do to create the results that you're looking for. And <clears throat> as you mentioned, Dee, in the beginning, that it's about you know how, how, how can one eat an elephant. Um, what I've heard is that it's one bite at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a very powerful, um, you know, saying because um, really, again, as Warren was saying, it's about getting started, and you know, it's about breaking things down. So first of all, you get an understanding of what your intentions are, or what the bigger picture is, and where you're going with that, and then it's breaking that down into bigger goals. So what are the goals that I'm going to create that are going to get me to that vision, and then looking at each individual goal and breaking them down even further, and really almost kind of breaking them down further and further until they're small pieces that you can prioritize and say, okay, well, this is what I want to work on first. This is the most important thing. And then, you know, being able to create the space in your schedule to do that. So first of all, it's about understanding your vision. Secondly, it's about um, stating your goals and then breaking them down into small pieces, bite-sized chunks. And then thirdly, it's about understanding how you can use your time effectively to, to move you forward. And so there, there is actually a, um, a, a scheduling system that I like, um, which Stephen Covey came up with, which is the big rock system. And that is, um, you know, where you just, he uses the analogy, the, the, the big jar that first of all is um, full of rocks. Let's say big pebbles, because the rocks aren't going to fit into a jar. <laughs> and then you fill you fill that jar with pebbles, big pebbles, and <clears throat> you ask yourself, is the jar full? Well, the 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 answer is that it, it, it seems full, but when you actually then pour in small pebbles, the small pebbles are going to go through the cracks of of in between the big pebbles. And then you ask yourself that question: So, is it full? And you think it's full, and then you pour through a whole load of sand, and it goes into the cracks between the small pebbles. And then you ask yourself that question again, is it full? And then you, um, you check it out with uh, pouring water in, and you see that you have a whole load more space in there to fill the water in. And that's the way that in, 
our lives really function in a sense because and, and, and we can we could make it that our lives are just full of water and sand um, you know by letting everything sort of happen to us not not setting time aside for certain things that are important to us and just letting life happen to us and so those are the things that you know we need to do every day on a daily basis but you know email could be the sand you know where you where you get sucked into just checking it all the time mm-hmm. so what you want to do is create big rocks um, in your schedule those are time frames where you know that you really want to focus on something without any interruption no calls no emails the doors shut and you have two hours focus on a particular project or it might be that you know that you have to fetch your husband from the ferry um, or the train station at six o'clock and that's going to be an hour um, out of your time so that you know that there are certain time frames that are set that you cannot change and that you you need to to put into your schedule and then you want to create the smaller um, the pebbles as well which are sort of the important things um, that you want to prioritize in your day but aren't the things that are going to move you forward in your business so the big rocks are really the things that are going to move you forward in your business um, that you're going to spend time on so that that sort of you know is um, the the big rock scheduling that Stephen Covey um, is very uh, favors and I, I think it's a very effective system um, to use and in fact Carrie probably is familiar with it from um, it's something that uh, I know peak potentials teaches as well Carrie is one of the the coaches that worked with me alongside me as a success tracks coach for peak potentials and they they teach this um, this particular scheduling system um, at one of their seminars called life yeah, directions I love, I love that uh, I love using that metaphor for things. I, whenever I'm doing presentations, it shows up there a lot. It, it's so powerful to look at it, and it's why I ask my clients, why are we bothering? Because the why yeah. are we bothering is usually the big rocks. Those yeah. are the things you have to make sure fits in there. You, know, you look at it, like you said, on a daily basis or on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on an annual basis, on your lifetime basis. What really are your mm-hmm. rocks? And what do you need to yeah. do to make sure those rocks are getting into that jar? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's a very powerful um, way or a system to use um, that really gives you a sense of focus and, and clarity of, of where you're going. And I recommend, recommend to my clients a lot of the time that, you know, also then you want to look at what you want to do, say, on a quarterly basis, and then... Uh, break that down into monthly and then break that down into weekly and you can keep reviewing and and tweaking what it is that you're 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 going for because obviously certain things change or you don't always get everything done that you want to um, but to just keep tweaking that and allowing yourself to be okay with it you know that um, sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to be or, or accomplish so much in a, in a certain time frame or, um, you know, to be a certain way, and it isn't always going to be a good fit. You know, things do happen in our lives as well. So it's it's really giving yourself that time to focus on the important things and then also just giving yourself the opportunity to clarify what you're going for and to review that. Um, also what I do is um, recommend reviewing the night before, and then setting an intention, a general intention for the next day, um, 
it might just be a general intention of my my workday is 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 clarity and flow and ease. That might be your intention. And then to look at what it is that you want to accomplish the next day and just review that so that when you wake up in the morning you've actually kind of your your mind, your subconscious has percolated on that. And you wake up with a very clear understanding of what it is that you're setting out to do that day. And your general intention often will will um, show up as well. Um, and I also recommend reviewing, say on a Sunday night or, or you know, if you don't want to work on the weekends, maybe a Friday afternoon, what it is that you want to accomplish the following week. And just review that from the, the, the week before and then just uh, tweak and, and create your new and intentions and goals for the following week. So that, that really is a way to really create a clear path of where you're going, and often it clears away the fog that we often have um, in our businesses. So, so that's something important to, to think about. So ladies, um, what else uh, needs to be um, brought up in this conversation that we have missed? Oh, let's see. Um, I'd like to share a couple of the decision-making tools that I use with my clients to really help them understand what belongs in their lives and what doesn't, mm-hmm. if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Can I do that? Okay. Yeah. What, one of the things that I'll ask a client, often – now, I'm usually not physically with my clients, but sometimes they were going through things or they report to me that they're going through things, and they find something that they haven't seen in 5, 10, 15, 25 years. And the immediate reaction is, wow, I haven't seen this in 25 years. And what I like clients to step back and ask themselves is, have they missed it? And would it matter if they didn't see it again in the next 25 years? And... <laughs> Yeah. It's one of the decision-making tools I ask them to use. Another one that I really work with a lot with clients is looking at what the cost is to keeping it versus what value you get from it. For instance, let's say you have a big punch bowl. It's a silver-plated punch bowl that your great-grandma used, and she left this mm-hmm. silver punch bowl to you in her will, and she always used it. And somehow you ended up with it, it's tarnished, it takes up a full shelf in the dining room, and you've got just things piled all around it and in it and everything else. And every time you walk by it, you think, oh, God, if grandma, great-grandma saw this, she would just kill me. The thing is tarnished, it's covered with stuff, and it's just painful to even look at. And mm. when you've got something like that, I like to sit back and say, okay, what is it costing you to keep this? Well, it's costing yeah. me, obviously, a shelf in the dining room. It's costing me because every time I walk by it, I feel angst. I feel bad yeah. that I haven't polished this. I feel bad because I really don't like punch, and I'm never, ever, ever going to use a punch bowl. And mm. you consider all these things, and what's it really costing you to keep it versus what yeah. are you getting Peace in return? Peace of mind. Yeah. It's Peace costing you yeah. so much. And what yeah. are you getting in? Re- what are you getting in return for what it's costing you? Precious mm-hmm. little. So while it might not be easy to take this punch bowl and throw it out, or give it away, or sell it, or whatever, 
consider what you gain by letting it go. And what that, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like the return on investment. Your it's investment kind of is not focusing on, on, letting, on, on losing something but what you're gaining. Yeah. And, you know, those are really, those are really the tools that I use with my clients is really to understand that cost, understand the benefit of what you're getting versus the cost. And we work through a whole bunch of different questions, seemingly simple on the surface, but a whole bunch of different questions to really help them make those decisions about what belongs and what doesn't. Yeah. That's great, Carrie. It's very important to go through that process and for people to really get an understanding of what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it and to, yeah. to feel an emotional connection to what it is that they want to create in their life. Mm-hmm. Louise, I actually give people three questions as a template as they're going through mm-hmm. their stuff and trying to decide uh, what they're going to keep and what they're going to let go of. And the three okay. questions are, do I really, with emphasis on the word really, need that item, thing, book, paper, or document? Mm-hmm. The second question is, will I actually, with emphasis on the word actually, use this mm-hmm. item, thing, paper, book, or document in the future? A lot of times they can kind of say yes to both of them. And then we get to the last question, which is, does it serve my emphasis on highest good? Does it serve my highest good to keep this item, thing, paper, document, or book? And a lot of times That's when they get to That's a wonderful question as well, Dee, because it really gets them connected to the sort of soul or their spirit coming through. Exactly. And, and a lot of times, even if they've said that they need it and they're going to use it on the first two questions. When they get to that third one, and the context, by the way, is to be brutally honest with oneself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, more often than not, when they get to that third question, they say, you know what? It doesn't serve me to hold on to that. I can let it go. Yeah. Wow. That's very powerful. Very powerful. So I just want to encourage our quarters. We've got um, just over 15 minutes left of the show um, and I want to encourage anyone out there who's listening, if they'd like to call in um, and ask our panel um, of guests uh, any questions that they would like to, um, you know, like to put out there, that would really help them to sort of move forward and get out of that feeling of um, overwhelm and um, lack of clarity. If you'd like to call in, please do. You can call on three four seven. Nine four five six nine six three, and remember to press one once you get into the queue so that we can see that you want to ask a question. There are a lot of people who are calling in who don't necessarily haven't necessarily pressed one, and we won't be able to tell that they're not just listening. So we have our first caller, ladies. So I'm going to uh, let them come on and and ask away. Welcome. You're on the air. Area code nine one seven. Oh, hi. Um, I was calling, this is a a question for both um, of the declutterers and organizers as a fellow declutterer. Who are we speaking to? This is Rosemary Louise. Oh, hi, Rosemary. Wonderful (laughs) to hear your voice. (laughs) Yes, this has been very informative. Excellent. Rosemary happens to be one of my clients, and she's she's creating her business in, in the area that you, Dee, and Carrie are both both doing so this is very cool and one of the things that I am trying to work through with Louise and I 
wanted to sort of ask you how you did this because you both came from other careers and decided mm -hmm. to pursue this area. And that's sort of something that I'm struggling with. And I'm just curious, how did you sort of confidently feel that you could make this transition and feel that you could make a living at it? Uh, this is Carrie. I think part of it for me was that my job was relocating from New Jersey to Omaha, Nebraska, and I wasn't. And mm -hmm. <laughs> my children were in third grade and first grade and first grade at the time, and I wanted to find a way to be home with my kids. And I'll be very honest with you, what I did was very naive and very close your eyes and jump in without really thinking about it all. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I allowed myself to believe that I could do it and got out of my own way at least a little bit so that I could start walking down that path. Kind of got, you know, kind of got all those voices dimmed a little bit and allowed myself to believe and absolutely having a coach with you there Obviously, you're working with Louise, and that's wonderful. Having a coach is probably among the best things I did for myself. <laughs> that's great, Carrie. <laughs> and part of that Thank is you. really getting connected to your vision, isn't it, and having the belief that it's going to happen. Yeah. Definitely. Beautiful. Dee, do you have a response to Rosemary's question? Well, I, I was just reflecting on what she said because I was on my uh, second maternity leave and I read a book by Stephanie Winston, who I think was one of the main people that kicked all this whole movement uh, into gear. And this was in, let's see, my son was born in 1981, 82. Uh, I started my business, I guess it was in 82. And I actually called Stephanie Winston in New York and told her of my vision and what I wanted to do. And um, she directed me to an organizer here on the West Coast, and I started working for that organizer and realized that I could really do what she was doing. Uh, it's kind of the same thing, though. I didn't really know how to advertise or market uh, my business effectively. Uh, but somehow I was able to um, to do my business little by little. Uh, my, my son was just a baby, so I wasn't looking for a lot of business. I also attached myself to a manufacturing company, a filing system, so I provided a product and a service. And um, That's a great idea. I, I was there at the beginning of when NAPO was formed, the National Association of Professional Organizers. So now you have many more resources than were available um, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And I would say that would be a good resource for you as well uh, because they have chapters throughout the country. In fact, they're international now. They have people in various parts of the world. Um, and I think they're over 6,000 members strong. I think there's three or 4,000 members in the U.S. So uh, it just kind of evolved. You know, things just just happened. I loved what I was doing. I still do. Uh, and then it kind of segued That's the into the key as well, isn't it, Dee, to feel passionate about what you do. Yes, that's important. And to get the coaching, to get the support, to join organizations, uh, networking groups. Um, and to also, here's an important point. Uh, when I started, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to write office manuals. I wanted to evaluate office equipment. Uh, I wanted to recommend uh, word processing. And then I realized somebody said to me, and I, I think I kind of realized it at the same time, they said, you have to focus on one thing. And it's not to say that you yeah. can't do other things, but I was really biting off a much bigger piece than I 
could ever do. And well, you, so, t- you tend to water, water your um, your the benefits that you bring down, and it becomes very unclear to the people you want to sell your services to about what it is that you do. Exactly. And I thought it was just the other way around. I thought, well, the more you could offer, the more business you would get. And that was actually just con- just the opposite, conversely. Absolutely. So uh, once I started focusing in on what I wanted to do, it actually my business actually improved. So I think it's good to sit down with somebody. What is it that you really love to do? Do you love to organize garages, for example? I love to set up... Uh, information systems, both hard copy and electronic information systems. Some people, uh, the the woman that I went to work with that was uh, referred to me by Stephanie Winston did closets, but she did very high-end closets. She's still doing them, I believe. Um, So there's so many different uh, aspects of this. There's one person in NAPO that just organizes memorabilia, photographs. And it might be also, Dee, that you focus on an area of the population, so, you know, um, mothers with young children or it might be baby boomers who are clearing out their their attics or, um, you know, there are ways to focus in on certain people so that they know they actually get to connect with you because they they suddenly um, have a connection with you around something specific. Exactly. Good point. That's something to think about there, Rosemary, too. No, I mean, actually, a lot of the things that you brought up made me feel a lot better because you're because I've been doing those or have some of your practices, um, some of your approaches, because someone was trying to talk me into doing more sort of office organizational you know systems, and I resisted it because I didn't feel comfortable doing it. I don't really i would I really didn't find it interesting. What I find interesting is dealing with someone one-on-one, mostly in their home environment and mm-hmm. helping them, you know, make a better place for themselves. Um, but That's I have, great, you know, I do... Great, little... that you have that clarity. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 mean, I do some office things, um, mostly at the offices that I'm working at, you know, producing stuff, but it's... Um, it's not something I want to get into, even though that's probably where more money is. But I did have an experience where I worked at the trucking company and helped a company move. We packed them, moved them, and unpacked them. That was fun. That was fa- I had a, a blast. So like that's another area. So there are other things, but I just want to say thank you because you definitely confirmed, both of you confirmed um, with your approaches that even though I'm not moving forward as quickly as I would like, at least when I do have these jobs, I'm doing it the right way and asking clients and the, the other right thing, things. And, and the other thing, Rosemary, is to remember that you have to start somewhere. You're not going to be in the space of having everything set up and being all-knowing in what it is that you're doing or wanting to create um, in the first instance. And I think that's where a lot of business owners get really stuck because mm-hmm. they, they feel that they don't know enough or ha- haven't got enough information or or support, or whatever it is to, to get started. And really, it's just about putting one foot in front of the other and, and creating a strategy around what it is that you're going to do. And that's something that you and I will be working on, is creating that strategy to to create that clear path to getting to where you want to go. And you know, the mm-hmm. other really neat thing is you get to change your mind. When I first started my business, it was called The Desk Finder. And I as, as much as I loved the name, it was about helping people find their desk. And then I 
and you know, it was great. It was a great little name, a great little business, um, and it morphed, and all of a sudden I became an ADD coach. And then mm-hmm. I said, wow, you know, a lot of people with ADD have issues with clutter, and I was still an mm-hmm. ADD coach. And then as, as I grew and as my business changed and morphed, I said, you know what, my business, well, I certainly work with a lot of people who have attention deficit disorder. My business mm-hmm. is really about clutter. And it's about helping people declutter their life. And my business grew and it changed. And, well, I don't think I'd be where I am today had I not started as the desk finder. And that's okay. Mm. I left the desk finder. Yeah, that's beautiful, Carrie. Yeah, that's beautiful, Carrie. It's wonderful that you said, said that, Carrie, because what's evident, and this is evident in my business too, is that everything that we do is an evolution. Mm-hmm. that we, we learn and we grow as we go along. You know, for example, in my business, um, I was working with people who wanted to create financial freedom in their lives. And then what I found was that I was, a, I was really attracting a lot of people in the health and wellness industry who wanted to create financial freedom in their lives. And, you know, there was a, there was a natural focus on that area, and I found that, Part of that attraction, I think, and them coming to me was also because there was a real connection. Um, I found that I really enjoyed working with those people too. Um, so things evolve as time goes by. And again, you're never going to be completely sure at the outset. It's like you know coming out of school as a 17 or 18-year-old and going to university and expecting to know what it is that you're going to do for the rest of your adult life. It doesn't work that way. And it's very rare if you talk to anyone who's done a, had a, you know, got a degree from a, from a school or gone to college or whatever it is, that they're not doing what it is that they, they did in their degree. <laughs> I have a degree in economics. <laughs> there you go. I have a degree in English and legal studies. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> and that's okay. The fact is, as you said, it's okay to change your mind as you go along yeah. and to know that it is a process of evolution. You're going, to, you're going to be figuring things out as you go along and feeling, you know, figuring out what fits. It's, it's like trying on a coat, and if that coat doesn't fit quite well, you take it off and you try something else. You try another mm-hmm. coat on. So, so know and give yourself that permission to be able to do that. So we have five minutes left of the show. I want to thank you, Rosemary, for calling in. I'm going to put you on mute now um, so that we can just wrap up the rest of the show. I hope you got what you needed from the the questions you asked. Yes, thank you. All right, take care. So um, just just to... uh, We need to um, start wrapping up the show. We've got four minutes left. So I just want each of us to give our contact information to our listeners um, just so that if they want to ask any more questions or want to investigate about you know, what, it, um, what they could do with you. Um, also, I know that the two of you have things that you'd like to offer the listeners as well, which is very generous as well. So, um, Dee, if you want to go first, just tell them your website address, how they can okay. contact you, and what it is that you're sharing with them. All right. Well, um, actually, it was interesting... Um to hear because I'm in the process of rebranding my company. Since my first name is D and I have a master brander that's working with me, uh, the website will be www.declutter and declutter is spelled D-E-E-C-L-U-T-T-E-R.com. 
And if Great. you go, yeah, if when you go to the website, it, it will say enter. And when you enter on the first page on the left, there will be a button that says products that we order. And if you click on that button and go to the products, I'm offering. Uh, for your listeners, a two two for one sale. So if they buy an hour, they get two hours. If they buy a block of five hours, they get ten hours. So that's what I'm wow. offering your listeners. Fantastic. And is there something they need to put in into to make sure you know that they've come from the show, D, so that uh, they can get that? Just just to reference the show, just to send me an email, D at declutter dot com. Just send me an email, okay. and I'll also get notification from PayPal. Uh, so we'll be okay. able to coordinate that. And my U.S. phone number is 310-216-6607. I'm based in West Los Angeles, California. Yeah, and you do a lot of work over the phone, as as do we all. So, yes. so don't let that stop you if, if you're thinking exactly. that you need to exactly. be in her area. Carrie, tell us about yours. We've okay. got two minutes my, left. My website and I branded this one with the help of my brother, is com, and it's my first name Beautiful. also, C-A-R-R-I-E-T-H-R-U.com. On the homepage of my website, you could go ahead and sign up for the free e-course there and just go ahead and do that. But for your listeners, I have a product which is called Clutter Be Gone, and it walks people through the six steps that I help my clients with to help them declutter. There's a lot in there about the mindset and really getting out of your own way. For your listeners, mm. I'm going to be offering a $50 uh, discount, $50 savings on the program. So if you want to mm-hmm. go over to www.carrythrough, C-A-R-R-I-E-T-H-R-U.com, slash the word clutter, D-L-U-T-T-E-R, hyphen, the word B, B-E, hyphen, the word gone, G-O-N-E. You'll find all the information about the product there. And to get the $50 discount, use KTC for Keys to Clarity as the coupon code, and it'll automatically be credited, and it'll go through the shopping cart, and it'll show up at your door. So it's KTC. Wonderful. That sounds like a wonderful um, uh, program, Carrie. Clutter be gone. Okay, wonderful. So I hope um, everyone got that. If you need clarification, you can always email me at louise at keys to clarity. You can also find my information on www.keystoclarity.com. And I work with small business owners to help them really get a clear uh, path to where they're going and and turn that into a reality. And we get into all the nitty-gritty details of how to get there. You can contact me um, through my website, keystoclarity.com. So we've had a lovely evening. It's been wonderful having all of you on the show. It was a shame that we lost Warren, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was a wonderful contribution while he was with us. And uh, I just want to thank you both, Dee and Carrie, for being here tonight. It was it was fun having you on the uh, guest panel and chatting with you. It was a, a great conversation, I, and I really think that our listeners will have got a lot from this, this, this conversation. So thank you so much to both of you. You're welcome. Our pleasure. pleasure. Thank you. Wonderful. All right, so just um, uh, for everyone else um, who's listening, um, Next week's show is, is still to be advised. Um, I'm still considering what I'm going to be doing next week. The following week, I believe we will have um, Janet Atwood on to um, talk about relationships, and mainly that's going to be about talking about relationships with with oneself, um, which is always the foundation to building relationships with others. And she is famous for the passion test, 
um, the book, and I, know, I think there's an assessment as well at thepassiontest.com. And so I'm really looking forward to having her on the show, which I think is a wonderful combination with uh, it being the day after Valentine's Day. Um, so I will let you know what's happening next week. And in the meanwhile, have a wonderful week and keep going for gold. Good night, everyone. Good night.